Section 1 of An Inquiry into the Effects of Ardent Spirits Upon the Body and Mind. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. An Inquiry into the Effects of Ardent Spirits Upon the Human Body and Mind, with an Account of the Means of Preventing and of the Remedies for Curing Them, by Benjamin Rush, M.D. Part 1. By ardent spirits, I mean those liquors only which are obtained by distillation from fermented substances of any kind. To their effects upon the bodies and minds of men, the following inquiry shall be exclusively confined. Fermented liquors contain so little spirit, and that so intimately combined with other matters, that they can seldom be drunken in sufficient quantities to produce intoxication and its subsequent effects without exciting a disrelish to their taste or pain from their distending the stomach they are moreover when taken in a moderate quantity generally innocent and often have a friendly influence upon health and life the effects of ardent spirits divide themselves into such as are of a prompt and such as are of a chronic nature the former discover themselves in drunkenness and the latter in a numerous train of diseases and vices of the body and mind. 1. I shall begin by briefly describing their prompt, or immediate, effects in a fit of drunkenness. This odious disease, for by that name it should be called, appears with more or less of the following symptoms, and most commonly in the order in which I shall enumerate them. 1. Unusual garrulity. 2. Unusual silence. 3. Captiousness and a disposition to quarrel. 4. Uncommon good humor and an insipid simpering or laugh. 5. Profane swearing and cursing. 6. A disclosure of their own or other people's secrets. 7. A rude disposition to tell those persons in company whom they know their faults. 8. Certain immodest actions. I am sorry to say, this sign of the first stage of drunkenness sometimes appears in women, who, when sober, are uniformly remarkable for chaste and decent manners. 9. A clipping of words. 10. Fighting. A black eye or a swelled nose often mark this grade of drunkenness. 11. Certain extravagant acts which indicate a temporary fit of madness. These are singing, hallooing, roaring, imitating the noises of brute animals, jumping, tearing off clothes, dancing naked, breaking glasses and china, and dashing other articles of household furniture upon the ground or floor. After a while, the paroxysm or drunkenness is completely formed. The face now becomes flushed, the eyes project, and are somewhat watery. Winking is less frequent than is natural. The upper lip is protruded, the head inclines a little to one shoulder, the jaw falls, belchings and hiccup take place, the limbs totter, the whole body staggers, the unfortunate subject of this history next falls on his seat, he looks around him with a vacant countenance, and mutters inarticulate sounds to himself. He attempts to rise and walk. In this attempt he falls upon his side, from which he gradually turns upon his back. 
he now closes his eyes and falls into a profound sleep frequently attended with snoring and profuse sweats and sometimes with such a relaxation of the muscles which confine the bladder and the lower bowels as to produce a symptom which delicacy forbids me to mention in this condition he often lies from ten twelve and twenty-four hours to two three four and five days an object of pity and disgust to his family and friends his recovery from this fit of intoxication is marked with several peculiar appearances he opens his eyes and closes them again he gapes and stretches his limbs he then coughs and pukes his voice is hoarse he rises with difficulty and staggers to a chair his eyes resemble balls of fire his hands tremble he loathes the sight of food he calls for a glass of spirits to compose his stomach now and then he emits a deep-fetched sigh or groan from a transient twinge of conscience but he more frequently scolds and curses everything around him in this state of languor and stupidity he remains for two or three days before he is able to resume his former habits of business and conversation pythagoras we are told maintained that the souls of men after death expiated the crimes committed by them in this world by animating certain brute animals and that the souls of those animals in their turns entered into men and carried with them all their peculiar qualities and vices this doctrine of one of the wisest and best of the greek philosophers was probably intended only to convey a lively idea of the changes which are induced in the body and mind of man by a fit of drunkenness in folly it causes him to resemble a calf in stupidity an ass in roaring a mad bull in quarrelling and fighting a dog in cruelty a tiger in fetter a skunk in filthiness a hog and in obscenity a he-goat it belongs to the history of drunkenness to remark that its paroxysms occur like the paroxysms of many diseases at certain periods and after longer or shorter intervals they often begin with annual and gradually increase in their frequency until they appear in quarterly monthly weekly and quotidian or daily periods finally they afford scarcely any marks of remission either during the day or the night there was a citizen of philadelphia many years ago in whom drunkenness appeared in this protracted form in speaking of him to one of his neighbors i said does he not sometimes get drunk you mean said his neighbor is he not sometimes sober it is further remarkable that drunkenness resembles certain hereditary family and contagious diseases i have once known it to descend from a father to four out of five of his children i have seen three and once four brothers who were born of sober ancestors affected by it and i have heard of its spreading through a whole family composed of members not originally related to each other these facts are important and should not be overlooked by parents in deciding upon the matrimonial connections of their children let us next attend to the chronic effects of ardent spirits upon the body and mind in the body they dispose to every form of acute disease 
they moreover excite fevers in persons predisposed to them from other causes this has been remarked in all the yellow fevers which have visited the cities of the united states hard drinkers seldom escape and rarely recover from them the following diseases are the natural consequences of the habitual use of ardent spirits that is one a decay of appetite sickness at stomach and a puking of bile or a discharge of a frothy and viscid phlegm by hawking in the morning two obstructions of the liver the fable of prometheus on whose liver a vulture was said to prey constantly as a punishment for his stealing fire from heaven was intended to illustrate the painful effects of ardent spirits upon that organ of the body three jaundice and dropsy of the belly and limbs and finally of every cavity in the body a swelling in the feet and legs is so characteristic a mark of habits of intemperance that the merchants of charleston i have been told cease to trust the planters of south carolina as soon as they perceive it they very naturally conclude industry and virtue to be extinct in that man in whom that symptom of disease has been produced by the intemperate use of distilled spirits four hoarseness and a husky cough which often terminate in consumption and sometimes in an acute and fatal disease of the lungs five diabetes that is a frequent and weakening discharge of pale or swedish urine six redness and eruptions on different parts of the body they generally begin on the nose and after gradually extending all over the face sometimes descend to the limbs in the form of leprosy they have been called rum buds when they appear in the face in persons who have occasionally survived these effects of ardent spirits on the skin the face after a while becomes bloated and its redness is succeeded by a death-like paleness thus the same fire which produces a red colour in iron when urged to a more intense degree produces what has been called a white heat seven a fetid breath composed of everything that is offensive in putrid animal matter eight frequent and disgusting belchings dr haller relates the case of a notorious drunkard having been suddenly destroyed in consequence of the vapour discharged from his stomach by belching accidentally taking fire by coming in contact with the flame of a candle nine epilepsy ten gout in all its various forms of swelled limbs colic palsy and apoplexy lastly eleven madness the late dr waters while he acted as house pupil and apothecary of the pennsylvania hospital assured me that in one-third of the patients confined by this terrible disease it had been induced by ardent spirits most of the diseases which have been enumerated are of a mortal nature they are more certainly induced and terminate more speedily in death when spirits are taken in such quantities and at such times as to produce frequent intoxication but it may serve to remove an error with which some intemperate people console themselves to remark that ardent spirits often bring on fatal diseases without producing drunkenness i have known many persons destroyed by them who were never completely intoxicated during the whole course of their lives 
the solitary instances of longevity which are now and then met with in hard drinkers no more disprove the deadly effects of ardent spirits than the solitary instances of recoveries from apparent death by drowning prove that there is no danger to life from a human body lying an hour or two under water the body after its death from the use of distilled spirits exhibits by dissection certain appearances which are of a peculiar nature the fibres of the stomach and bowels are contracted abscesses gangrene and sheary are found in the viscera the bronchial vessels are contracted the blood vessels and tendons in many parts of the body are more or less ossified and even the hairs of the head possesses a crispness which renders it less valuable to wig-makers than the hair of sober people not less destructive are the effects of ardent spirits upon the human mind they impair the memory debilitate the understanding and pervert the moral faculties it was probably from observing these effects of intemperance in drinking upon the mind that a law was formerly passed in spain which excluded drunkards from being witnesses in a court of justice but the demoralizing effects of distilled spirits do not stop here they produce not only falsehood but fraud theft uncleanliness and murder like the demoniac mentioned in the new testament their name is legion for they convey into the soul a host of vices and crimes a more affecting spectacle cannot be exhibited than a person into whom this infernal spirit generated by habits of intemperance has entered it is more or less affecting according to the station the person fills in a family or in society who is possessed by it is he a husband how deep the anguish which rends the bosom of his wife is she a wife who can measure the shame and aversion which she excites in her husband is he the father or is she the mother of a family of children see their averted looks from their parents and their blushing looks at each other is he a magistrate or has he been chosen to fill a high and respectable station in the councils of his country what humiliating fears of corruption in the administration of the laws and of the subversion of public order and happiness appear in the countenances of all who see him is he a minister of the gospel here language fails me if angels weep it is at such a sight in pointing out the evils produced by ardent spirits let us not pass by their effects upon the estates of the persons who are addicted to them are they inhabitants of cities behold their houses stripped gradually of their furniture and pawned or sold by a constable to pay tavern debts see their names upon the record in the dockets of every court and whole pages of newspapers filled with advertisements of their estates for public sale are they inhabitants of country places behold their houses with shattered windows their barns with leaky roofs their gardens overrun with weeds their fields with broken fences their hogs without yokes their sheep without wool their cattle and horses without fat and their children filthy and half-clad without manners principles and morals this picture of agricultural wretchedness is seldom of long duration the farms and property thus neglected 
and depreciated are seized and sold for the benefit of a group of creditors the children that were born with the prospect of inheriting them are bound out to service in the neighborhood while their parents the unworthy authors of their misfortunes ramble into new and distant settlements alternately fed on their way by the hand of charity or a little casual labor thus we see poverty and misery crimes and infamy diseases and death are all the natural and usual consequences of the intemperate use of ardent spirits i have classed death among the consequences of hard drinking but it is not death from the immediate hand of the deity nor from any of the instruments of it which were created by him it is death from suicide yes thou poor degraded creature who art daily lifting the poisoned bowl to thy lips cease to avoid the unhallowed ground in which the self-murderer is interred and wonder no longer that the sun should shine and the rain fall and the grass look green upon his grave thou art perpetrating gradually by the use of ardent spirits what he has effected suddenly by opium or a halter considering how many circumstances from surprise or derangement may palliate his guilt or that unlike yours it was not preceded and accompanied by any other crime it is probable his condemnation will be less than yours at the day of judgment i shall now take notice of the occasions and circumstances which are supposed to render the use of ardent spirits necessary and endeavor to show that the argument in favor of their use in such cases are founded in error and that in each of them ardent spirits instead of affording strength to the body increase the evils they are intended to relieve one they are said to be necessary in very cold weather this is far from being true for the temporary warmth they produce is always succeeded by a greater disposition in the body to be affected by cold warm dresses a plentiful meal just before exposure to the cold and eating occasionally a little gingerbread or any other cordial food is a much more durable method of preserving the heat of the body in cold weather two they are said to be necessary in very warm weather experience proves that they increase instead of lessening the effects of heat upon the body and thereby disposes to diseases of all kinds even in the warm climate of the west indies dr bell asserts this to be true rum says its author whether used habitually moderately or in excessive quantities in the west indies always diminishes the strength of the body and renders men more susceptible of disease and unfit for any service in which vigor or activity is required as well might we throw oil into a house the roof of which was on fire in order to prevent the flames from extending to its inside as pour ardent spirits into the stomach to lessen the effects of a hot sun upon the skin three nor do ardent spirits lessen the effects of hard labor upon the body look at the horse with every muscle of his body swelled from morning till night in the plough or a tram does he make signs for a draught of toddy or a glass of spirits to enable him to cleave the ground or to climb the hill no he requires nothing but cool water and substantial food 
there is no nourishment in ardent spirits the strength they produce in labor is of a transient nature and is always followed by a sense of weakness and fatigue but are there no conditions of the human body in which ardent spirits may be given i answer there are first when the body has been suddenly exhausted of its strength and a disposition to faintness has been induced here a few spoonfuls or a wine-glass full of spirits with or without water may be administered with safety and advantage in this case we comply strictly with the advice of solomon who restricts the use of strong drink only to him who is ready to perish secondly when the body has been exposed for a long time to wet weather more especially if it be combined with cold here a moderate quantity of spirits is not only safe but highly proper to obviate debility and to prevent a fever they will more certainly have these salutary effects if the feet are at the same time bathed with them or a half a pint of them poured into the shoes or boots these i believe are the only two cases in which distilled spirits are useful or necessary to persons in health End of section one.